0: Looks like we're just uh, past five after the top of the hour. I think we'll go ahead and get started here. Um, Want to welcome you uh, all to the call. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I know Tim has quite a bit of vacation uh, knowledge to impart. Um, anything that you guys can do to kind of um, help spread the knowledge as so people understand what's coming at them with PBS, We do appreciate that. Uh, with that, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to uh, to Tim.
1: All right. Sounds good. Um, Kevin's not able to host the call today. So just a reminder that this is being recorded. Kevin usually reminds us all of that and it will post to the YouTube channel eventually and to podcast apps. So questions at the end, just make sure you keep questions, commentary um, professional because this will be seen in a public place. Um, With that, we'll start with our Uh, Next episode, fifth episode of Introduction to Basics of PBS, we'll start out with vacation here today. Um, Before we get into vacation, um, we will start with just, I thought we'd do a quick review of previous episodes of uh, PBS presentations. Episode number one was just a quick introduction to the basics of what PBS does and what PBS does not do. Super high level intro to um, NABLU software and the algorithm logic Episode number two, again, you can find it all on the YouTube uh, channel. We talked about average line value, historic line value, and the normal min and max credit windows. Defined those terms and looked at the industry norms. Looked at our peer airlines, Frontier, Spirit, JetBlue, and Delta, all fellow users of Nablu PBS, and looked at what they do with those um, valuations. Episode three, we took a really deep dive into average line value. Kind of talked about why you just can't simply unplug line bidding into pbs world Um, it's due to the algorithm logic and the fact that an algorithm instead of humans are building lines at that point um, we looked at why all the other users of nablu really have um, maximum and average line values of 84 85 86 or 87 really comes down to system functionality and the algorithm um, that nablu uses episode four was katie last time she did um, talk on monthly timelines um, talked about how the bid timeline will move up in the month um, there'll be a vacation adjustment period um, we'll talk about the details of that here shortly in the vacation presentation um, once vacation gets settled then we go into a training bid for recurrent training and then once um, both vacation and training are awarded um, those go into pbs as planned activities and known absences and then uh, the monthly bid opens, and NABLU will build your schedule around those planned activities and known absences. you probably get your schedule around mid-month, um, somewhere in there. We haven't quite determined exact dates yet, still in, under negotiation, but sometime in the mid-month range is when you get your schedule. Be a bid resolution period after that for any potential misawards, awards, and then line improvement period like we do now, and then move into daily open time um, would begin then, That would probably be about a week or so probably earlier than what it currently does um so for today episode number five we'll do all things vacation um outline for today we'll talk about vacation being a known absence now in pbs Um, we'll talk about that vacation adjustment period and look at what other airlines do during that vacation adjustment period and when it will occur and kind of the order of operation for that And then we'll compare and contrast vacation in PBS at other airlines. Of course, every other airline transitioned from a line bidding world um, to a PBS world. So that created a change in how vacation would get dealt with. And so we'll look at what some of the other airlines do um, as they switched from line bidding to PBS. So starting out vacation as a known absence now in PBS. Of course, airlines use PBS to minimize conflicts. Um, That is one of the incentives for management to want to implement PBS. It basically eliminates month to month conflicts where you have a carry-out trip that would conflict with a potential carry in trip on the line that you bid for in a subsequent month. And it really minimizes um, vacation conflict, actually probably eliminates vacation conflict completely. Um, Vacation days, therefore, would be going on to a pilot's line before bidding. And so those are placed on the line as a known absence. And then your schedule gets built around your vacation. And as such, um, trip touching with vacation will go away in a PBS world. And if uh, anybody's new here and doesn't really know what we we mean by um, trip touching with vacation, let's say you bid a line with three five-day trips on it and you use one week of vacation seven days in a row to touch two of those trips those trips that you touch drop down to go away and your line will be left with that one five-day trip and then your vacation and it'll be worth basically 50 hours or 55 60 hours whatever the vacation credit is plus that one single five-day trip that's left on your line And so you're choosing to go to a low credit time, but you basically get a whole lot of the month off by just using one week of vacation. So that does go away with PBS um, because it's going to be placed on your line before your line gets built by PBS around your vacation. Kind of a review of what Katie talked about in the last episode. Um, the timeline for vacation things, um, the annual vacation and vacation awarding and annual vacation bidding will be the same as it is today, really. It'll all happen in October for vacation in the following year. Um, after that is done, daily vacation trading or daily open vacation trading will be able to happen. That's that grid that we get in an email every day um, showing what um vacation weeks are available throughout the year trading with that grid will close a little bit earlier um, with our bid timeline probably moving up and so for example um currently if the if you're going into an april bid month um, trading will close on march 10th so you wouldn't be able to trade into or out of vacation for april anytime after march 10th that's in order to start to prepare the bid packages Um, and we can anticipate in pbs that um Trading for um, vacations in April would probably close about two weeks um, before uh, that bid month open. I should say trades closes um, will trade. Um, trade about two weeks earlier um, than what we currently do to um, move up that bid timeline schedule that we anticipate will be moved up in the month. Um, after daily open vacation trading closes, we go into a vacation adjustment period, and that will open. And that's a new concept for PBS. Um, it does happen every single month. It'll basically be the first thing that we do in any bid month. And around uh, it'll happen probably around six weeks before the month starts. Um, so for the April bid month, the vacation adjustment period will happen in the last half of February, um, about six weeks before April starts and specific dates for it will kind of um, still to, to be determined based on how we negotiate the final LOA. Um, if you have uh, early vacation in April, um, you may have to use the vacation adjustment to make adjustments in the last half of January. Um, that's because vacation in April may actually touch or affect the, the March bid month. And so you'd have to tell crew planning about those adjustments in January. The details of that are still to be worked out. Um, The gist of it is that when you have vacation, you may have to plan for things with your vacation much further in advance than we currently do. Um, However, we'll be there to remind you and guide you through that process once it goes live. Um, So what does happen during the vacation adjustment period? Um, At the other airlines, Spirit and Frontier, they have weekly vacations, um, so they have either 48 or 52 weeks of vacation in a year. And um, those pilots at those airlines can choose in the vacation adjustment period to shift their vacation up, up to three days or um, backwards in the month, um, three days as well. And so, um, yeah, I don't know, I can't remember if Spirit's vacation starts on a Monday and goes through a Sunday, but you'd be able to either move move that up um, either three days or backwards um, three days in either direction, one, two or three days or one, two, two or three days backwards. Um, At the other airlines, Frontier, Spirit, and Alaska, you have uh, vacation and Violet Day requests as well. And those are requests um, to add two of your days off that are not vacation days, but two of your regular days off in the month to be added and touch either side of your vacation. So it would be two guaranteed days off on either side or one day on both sides. Um, All of this is totally voluntary. Vacation shift is voluntary. Vacation and Violet Days are totally voluntary. Um, So basically, with those uh, vacation and violet days, you would get up to nine days guaranteed off in a row with a week of vacation. And if you do it correctly, um, those pilots at those airlines um, would also be able to get two weekends off in a row, of course, um, if you set it up correctly with nine days in a row. And then your VRD requests will be um, happening during that vacation adjustment period as well. Um, so shifting gears slightly, just to start to compare ourselves to what our peers do, um, I thought it would be interesting and helpful to look at sort of what we have for average line credit um, so far this year in 2023 at Sun Country. Basically, since the trip rig of 3.5 began, that 3.5 to 1 trip rig that matches what all of our peers um, have. And so you can see from this chart, you know, we're basically at about 89 hours a month, some a little bit higher, some months a little bit lower. Um Most of the other airlines, like I said earlier, have high-end average line values in PBS of 84, 85, 86, or 87. And so, you know, generally speaking, they're getting one to two more days off per month. I think everybody knows, including management at this company, that we're running the airline fairly red hot. Um, Not only do we know that on a day-to-day basis, but I think management has admitted that as well. A lot of our lines are built to 95 hours or very close to 95 hours. But anyway, how does this relate to really vacation? And what I see um, how it relates to vacation is basically that um, with trip touching, with vacation trip touching, um, you finally in a vacation month get a chance to drop down to a more normal schedule with more normal industry, normal line credit um, and number of days off. And so that trip touching with vacation is important that we currently have. And so we want to be able to retain something to um, retain some of that benefit. Um, the gist of all this, I think we spend a lot of time away from home and um, we use trip touching in a vacation month to kind of get that more normal um, normal schedule that maybe our peers at our other airlines get. And we get to finally come up for air um, when we're kind of faced with these relentless 90, 90 to 95 hour lines that we're doing. Um, so we'll start to look at what um, Spirit Airlines does for um, when they switched from blind bidding to pbs as sort of compensation for loss of trip touching with vacation um, a spirit pilot gets to choose to value their vacation week between 12 and 36 hours of pay and credit so generally speaking if you've got a couple weeks of vacation say two weeks of vacation if you use one week with a really high pay and credit you're gonna have to somewhere else in the year um, value your other vacation week with a lower pay and credit Um, So let's dig into a couple examples with the chart on the side here. Um, Let's look at the example of a third-year pilot at Spirit Airlines. They get two weeks of vacation, you can see on this top bar, um, two weeks of vacation, and they get a total value of uh, vacation pay and credit at 56 hours for the year. Um, So that pilot could choose to value one week of vacation at 36 hours, and then their other week of vacation, wherever that falls in the other part of the year, they would be able to value that week at 20 hours of vacation. Now it's important to remember that spirit's top end average line value is 84 hours so let's just take the worst case scenario that that pbs at spirit is going to try to build that pilot schedule to 84 hours so you take 84 hours and then for that first week of vacation you would use 36 hours of vacation credit so that leaves 48 hours so pbs will place 48 hours of trip credit onto your line elsewhere in the month to fill out the rest of your month now if you do that in one month Um, Again, we kind of said we have to value the other week then lower um, because you only have a total of 56 total um, vacation credit hours. So in that other month, all things equal. If the same ALV holds at 84 hours, take the 84 minus the 20 hours of vacation pay and credit, leaves you with 64 hours. So PBS is going to place 64 hours of trip credit onto your line elsewhere in the month. Um, So this example actually does kind of look a lot like what it would look like at Sun Country if we were to implement um this kind of methodology for vacation however after the fifth year um, it starts to really not become comparable to what we have here at Sun Country um, and it's based on the fact that they accrue more vacation um, weeks earlier and they also accrue more vacation credit so as you can see in this chart on the side um, a spirit pilot gets a third week of vacation by their sixth year and at Sun Country it takes until your 11th year to get a third week of vacation um also in the 11th year at spirit airlines you can see they get three weeks of vacation and an 11th year sun country pilot also gets three weeks of vacation but at spirit there's a step up in total annual vacation accrual in after the 10th year so they actually get um, more credit to use on their um, vacations to basically block pbs from forcing more flying onto your line in a month um, within those three weeks of vacation that they get Um, and also note that at spirit uh, in the 25th year they get a fifth week of vacation Um, we top out at sun country at four weeks of vacation so um, they get 35 days we top out at 30 days of vacation so they have more credit um, for someone who's very senior and long long time at the airline they get more credit to use um, in pbs to block pbs from um putting flying on your line elsewhere when you're not on vacation in a vacation month all right um let's look at what Frontier does um well here's a just kind of a wrap-up of the Spirit um Pilots and what they get to do they've got 12 to 36 hours of paying credit they can choose to value it um differently um based on their week throughout their weeks throughout the year they do have different accrual than us um, so usability is very different um, for them than it would be for us so doing exactly what spirit does really doesn't equate the same benefit to us um, now we'll transition to what frontier does um, frontier pilots kind of have a similar way of what spirit does um, except they get to value their weeks of vacation between 15 and 40 hours of paying credit <clears throat> um, frontier does have different accrual than we have as well it is um, different than ours and it is better than ours Um, after five years at frontier um, pilots get to have a third week of vacation whereas we're still at two weeks here at sun country Um, after 10 years at frontier a pilot gets a fourth week of vacation and of course this is at sun country when we gain our third week finally Um, and at frontier a vacation day pay and credit is five hours a day um, whereas we here at Sun Country are at four hours a day. So that usability of their valuation range is kind of different, and it's not really apples-to-apples apples comparison to what we can do here um, or what we will, would be able to do here at Sun Country. So the example I have here is that um, an 11th-year pilot at Frontier, they would get 28 days of vacation accrued. They get five hours of um, paying credit per day of vacation, so they have 140 um vacation credit hours per year to use. A sun country pilot in their eleventh year gets twenty two days of vacation here um, with four hours per day. and that equates to eighty eight hours of vacation credit per year. So that's a fairly significant um, difference. That's fifty two hours of additional vacation credit that a frontier pilot gets to use to essentially block PBS from assigning more flying um, when you have a vacation month. And really, like fifty two weeks is essentially probably like, Three weeks of additional time off every year, um, just because they have more vacation credit per year um, to use during their vacation weeks to value those vacation weeks at a higher amount than what we would be able to do to do if we just took you know, took our current accrual and um, pay per vacation day and tried to equate it to um, this kind of sort, same sort of valuation. So again, a review of what Frontier does. Um, they get to choose to value vacation between 15 and 40 hours of paying credit a week, same deal as spirit. Um, if you value high in one week for one, um, one week of vacation in one month, you're going to have to value lower somewhere else throughout the year, because you have that fixed amount of total vacation pay and credit throughout the year. They do get five hours versus our four hours. So usability is going to be quite a bit different if we were to choose to kind of mimic this and, um, same result as spirit. Because of all this, doing what Frontier does really won't equate to the same benefit to us. Um, The last example that we have today um, is Alaska Airlines and what they do with their um, vacation. They do have the most recently signed PBS LOA and as users of Blue, uh, they chose not to follow the Spirit and Frontier models for vacation. Um, An Alaska pilot um, gets to instead choose to either uh, opt in to a lower credit window during a vacation month, and that credit window is 68 to 78 hours of credit. Um, So let's look at what Alaska has. Their high-end average line value is 85 hours. And so if the system is going to build your line to 85 hours, um, in a non-vacation month, the normal credit window wraps around that average line value of 85 hours. And so the normal credit window is plus or minus seven hours. And so that window in a non-vacation month is 78 hours to 92 hours. And so if you opt into a lower credit window during a vacation month you'd be getting a line built instead in this range of between 68 and 78 hours they also uh, can choose to opt in to have one hour of virtual credit added to a vacation day so their vacation week of seven days would be paid for 28 hours but it would be worth uh, 35 hours of credit in pbs and so it would trick the pbs system into thinking you have more vacation credit than you actually do and it would prevent the system from adding too much more flying on your line when you have a vacation month so those pilots at alaska do get to opt into um, one or both of those two options Um, yeah and that's the example here or here is an example of how a pilot at Alaska opting into both the lower credit window and virtual credit. So let's say now Blue is aiming to build that line to the middle of that lower credit window, 73 hours. Remember, the window was 68 to 78. So right in the middle is 73 hours. So they need to have 73 hours of credit for the month. Um, If that pilot adds one hour of virtual credit to each vacation day, vacation credit becomes 35 hours, 28 hours of actual vacation pay and then seven hours of virtual credit. So if you have to get to a line of 73 hours and you've got 35 hours of vacation credit, that leaves 38 hours of trip credit to be placed on your line um, elsewhere in the month. So your line is 73 hours, but remember your actual pay for the month is 66 hours because seven of those hours are strictly virtual credit, just tricking the software into thinking that your vacation is worth more than it actually is. So that's what Alaska Airlines gets to do. Um, i realized towards the end of creating this presentation i didn't talk about what reserve pilots would do with vacation and um, i'll do a little slide here quickly on that Um, loa 2111 which was the pbs loa that dictated that we would get pbs on this property um, they have a chart in their in that agreement in that loa that has a min scheduled days off chart with known absences and so in a 30-day month. Um, I was looking at the chart earlier today, um, with seven days of vacation, um, you would have a minimum additional number of days off at, um, as nine days off, so you'd be on a 16-day off schedule in that 30-day month. And then some other examples here, 31-day month with seven days of vacation, you would have a min additional number of days off of 10, so you'd have 17 days off in a 31-day month with vacation. And um, if you use two weeks of vacation in one month, um, you'd have a 30 day month with 14 days of vacation, you'd have a minimum additional number of days off of six for a total of 20 days off. And then again, 31 day month with 14 days of vacation, you'd have seven additional days off. So a 21 day off month with 10 days of work. So that's um basically all we've got for you today or all i've got for you today the conclusion though that i kind of came up with here is that um since some country vacation accrual and annual vacation credit you know generally lags behind our peer airlines and of course in a pbs loa negotiations we can't ask for more accrual or more credit for vacation so it sort of is what it is but the fact that it is what it is um, and if our average line values end up being higher than what our peer airlines have. Using a vacation valuation uh, method that's similar to Spirit or Frontier, it really doesn't equate to the same usability for us. Um, we do desire some sort of flexibility with vacation and PBS in exchange for giving up vacation trip touching that we currently have um, in our line bidding world and i think the option of adding that virtual credit and or having that lower credit window in a vacation month um, likely does do the best job to mimic um, vacation trip touching that we currently have in line bidding so that's uh, vacation and pbs in a nutshell kind of looks at what the vacation adjustment period is um, what other airlines did when they transitioned from line bidding to pbs and at this time We'll just open it up for some questions.
0: Thanks, Tim. Um, Anyone, uh, if you want to raise your hand, use the raise hand function in in Teams, or I think it is probably star five uh, to raise on the phone. So um, star five on the phone or use the raise hand function. Um, And I guess uh, I'm just going to ask a a question, a little bit of you, Tim. So... um, As I gather it, the virtual credit for the vacation is to um, essentially fill up your credit bucket faster for the month um, in order to make sure that on your days of work, right? So the the period of time outside of the vacation so that the PBS solver doesn't uh, shove as much credit on you, right? So you don't work like a dog the whole month.
1: That's correct. Uh,
0: because you had vacation, right? So it doesn't just shove five hours of credit around your vacation.
1: Yeah, if your vacation credit is really low, um, you're gonna get slammed. And that's the problem sort of with that spirit and frontier model is that in some of, if you value a vacation week high, one place during the year for one week of vacation, you're gonna have to value things lower elsewhere um, in the year for your other vacation week. And so that's not going to block as much flying from being put on your line. And so you could potentially get slammed with quite a bit of flying in order to get your credit up to that credit window um, that PBS is going to build your schedule to because you just don't have as much vacation credit that you're using in that lower valued month. And that's Mm -hmm. why Alaska kind of has this virtual credit world, which really does the best job of mimicking trip touching where you, you lose the credit. You don't get paid for that. But it tricks the system into building too much flying um, elsewhere in your month when you're not on vacation. Right. right. So the
0: spirit frontier model, uh, you, you kind of rob Peter to pay Paul one month. You might have uh, want to put a lot of virtual credit in your vacation so that the rest of the month isn't really bad. But you're going to pay for that sometime yeah. later in the year.
1: Yeah, and remember for Spirit and Frontier, there is no virtual credit there. It's just actual credit, and you get a certain number of credit hours per year at those two airlines, and then you get to choose how you want to divvy up that vacation credit amongst your weeks of vacation, knowing that your vacation credit is a set amount. And so if you value high for one week, you have to value low somewhere else. Um, Virtual credit is pretty much just an Alaska Airlines um, function, and um, yeah, it's kind of – Different than than what Spirit and Frontier have, they do not have virtual credit. That's just actual credit that you right. get. To so offer. you're
0: actually taking
1: your in Spirit and
0: Frontier, you're actually taking your actual pay and deciding not which months you want to use that in, according correct. to what what each and week. Um, yeah. So if you uh, put a lot of the credit into one month and not very much, you're not going to have much for the other month, and you're going to end up working quite a bit outside of your. Correct. So yep. in, in contrast, the the Alaska kind of concept there has like a like a fake credit, like pay no credit. Yeah. Or credit yep. no pay.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. And it, you know, it's kind of like in our world now where if you choose to, you get to opt to trip touch with vacation and you could go down to a lower credit line you're going to take that lower credit because you don't get paid for the trips that get touched that drop off of your line and line bidding right now. Um, so virtual credit kind of does this it mimics that as closely as possible, really, for the trip touching model. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so in the vacation slide
0: kind of concept, you, you were bidding like seven day chunks, right? And then you were able to slide those around. Uh kind of three days one way or the other. Is that
1: right? Yeah, that's what the other airlines do. They go plus or minus three days. Um and we call it shift actually, um, because there's a slide function that's actually part of PBS, um, the monthly bid. So to differentiate between slide, which is within the monthly bid, we'll get to that someday when we start teaching how the PBS works, but we call it shift and and they get to choose to shift their vacation either forward up to three days or um, further down in the month up to three days um like i said i forget if i forget what day of the week their vacation start at spirit and frontier but it might be a monday so their seven-day vacation goes monday through sunday and then during that vacation adjustment period you get to opt to either shift that vacation up to four days three days earlier in the month or up to three days later in the month. Sure. And that's so what the I airlines a, get to
0: do. So if I have a vacation that starts on the first of July, can I shift that into June?
1: Um at the other airlines, yes, you can. Um I should I think one of them you can. I think Spirit you're allowed to do that. I think Frontier you have to keep it within the month. Um right. so there is a little difference between Two of the airlines, but it's because Frontier, I believe, uses four, they use 48 weeks of vacation in a year, so they use the 1st through the 7th, the 8th through the 15th, the 16th through the 21st, I guess, and then the 22nd through the 28th, and they have to keep their vacation within that month. Um, Spirit uses 52 weeks a year, and so their vacation weeks already span months, um, potentially, likely. And, sure. um those folks then do get to shift into a previous month or out of the month you know if you started your vacation on september 29th you could shift it potentially to october first um actually october 2nd up to three days further into the month but you'd of course have to notify um crew planning um earlier um actually a month earlier than normal because They would have to set that up so that you don't actually go on vacation in that earlier month you would have to tell them about that early and again it's it's kind of tricky to understand all that in the timeline and we'll just we'll be there to guide everyone through that when the time comes um if that's something that we can get at this airline
0: so you basically would have to do it two months in advance because you would have a day or two
1: um that
0: would hang out into into june in my example right So those would have to be basically locked as planned activities uh already or a known absence um, in order to preserve the the days that we move into july right
1: yeah i mean if you're going to shift it you would lose those days in june um, because your seven days would then be in july but you would need to tell crew planning that early enough because if they're planning on having you be on vacation the 29th and 30th and then the first through the fourth of the subsequent month they would need to know early enough um, for that June bid month that you don't want your vacation in June, that you're actually going to shift it into July um, and be fully in July. Sure. Um, So again, there overall vacation and PBS, you'll have to plan much further in advance um, than kind of what we currently do right now, but we'll be there to talk everyone through that when the time comes um, to remind everybody about um, when they have to do certain steps. So, yeah, is
0: it pretty typical that there would be kind of um, like blackout dates, dates that holiday dates, dates that you can't uh, shift into?
1: Uh, I don't believe there are blackout dates. It's just um, at other airlines, there they get to choose to shift plus or minus three, no matter what, and add those inviolate days um, to either side—one on either side, or two on the front, or two on the back—and um, those are not blacked out at other airlines
0: yeah and so uh if you can uh shift three days and add a day you can effectively um realize four days either side of your uh awarded vacation correct yeah oh yeah awesome
1: yeah that's what the other airlines do so we're aiming to get something like that or something very similar or identical to that we'll see how it all plays out
0: sure um so you had um in your presentation there was a bunch of slides that showed kind of the the average credit at sun country for the last you know looked like the whole year this year right yeah Uh, basically hovering you know plus or minus one or two right around 90 um is i gathered that that almost isn't really possible um under PBS uh, from your your conversation it really pushed in towards about 83, 82 hours or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's typical Um, episode. I think it was three. The deep dive into average line value really goes into the details of that. But it's the logic of the algorithm that NABLU has set up, which, of course, every airline has to follow that logic because that's kind of integral and innate to the to the algorithm itself. Um, so just the way that the rules are of the algorithm, you really can't push 90 hour schedules onto people. Um, some people may opt into that. Um, they may be, and end up being at the higher end of the normal credit window, or there's an option to bid for a max credit window if you just want to fly a lot and not have as many days off. Um, so there's an option for that. Um, so you certainly will still be able to fly a 90 hour or even up to probably a 95 hour line even if you want to it's just that the system when you have a trip rig and when you have min day and when you have min days off each month that you have to follow all the follow all these rules um the system and the logic of the algorithm really don't let the system build schedules to more than what we're told from the other airlines the low to the mid 80s um, yeah. for an average
0: yeah, so there's been a couple of other airlines that have tried to push that average higher, right? Um, though uh, I understand unsuccessfully just simply because of the, uh, as you put it, the integral uh, part of uh, Blue's programming. It's just yep. not possible. Yeah. Um, so you said that we would still be able to be awarded lines like up to 95 hours, uh, which is our you know, current uh, limit um there's still a way to do that even in a vacation month
1: um certainly yeah um it kind of depends on how you know whether we use the spirit or frontier model or if we end up using something more like alaska um all these things are totally optional like the alaska the alaska model where you can bid into that lower credit window with vacation month where it's 68 to 78 hours a month that's strictly optional um. So if you don't want to do that, and if you want to have vacation and still fly a 95 hour line, you can still bid for, you know, either it, it kind of depends on where the average line value um, gets set up. If average line value is 83 hours, um, the normal credit window is then plus or minus seven hours of that. So every line is going to be built within that plus or minus seven hours of 83 hours. Um, But if you bid for the max credit window, um, you could then potentially get a line that's built up to 95 hours, whether or not you have vacation, um, kind of irregardless of vacation. The system would then try to build you that line um, to the max credit window, which would allow you to get up to 95 hours. Sure. So um, is there any way to get awarded more than 95
0: hours by PBS or is that the the top end of the...
1: Well, I mean, that's kind of still under negotiation at this point. Um, we've kind of attempted to keep it at 95 because that's what we currently have in our contract, that no line will be built to more than 95 hours. Um, but there is talk of, of um, you know, potentially, if somebody wants to, to have more credit than that um, above 95. But the details of all that are kind of. Ebbing and flowing as we talk about all the other topics, and we'll see where we settle up on on that. Sure.
0: Um, interesting. So right now, if I work more than ninety-five hours, I would get paid at premium pay. Um, are there mechanisms in Nav Blue that would allow the system to award a pilot, say, you know, one hundred and three hours credit, uh, and then get paid at premium pay? as if you had picked them up over the course of the month but just do it through the monthly bid
1: um no other airlines currently do that to my knowledge um mm. but interesting. it's something that it's something that could um you know be talked about Sure. yeah interesting
0: okay um i guess with that uh anyone else have any questions um comments anything you want to know about vacation and vacation bidding under PDS? All right, See no hands raised. Okay, with that, uh, I think we can probably go ahead and close the call up. Uh, I wanna thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, do remind uh, the rest of the pilot group that uh, this presentation will be posted on uh, the MEC website, YouTube, Spotify, all our usual podcast outlets. Um, some pretty good knowledge in here as to how uh, how vacation is going to work under PDS. Um, we'd love to see uh, the pilot group uh, learn some of this stuff before we're bidding under PDS. Oh uh, yeah, right. and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, these Tuesdays at two calls. Uh, you know, the NBC got pretty busy there for a while, and kind of these kind of had to fall off for a little bit. Um, but just given kind of all of the moving parts that are going on right now, because there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, We just want to keep the uh, communication open and be as transparent as possible. And uh, we'll be here every Tuesday at 2. Sometimes it's Tim and Katie doing PBS stuff. Sometimes uh, just us and uh, a PowerPoint, maybe just some Q&A, right? um we'll see what we can get prepped week by week it takes quite a bit to, to do the work in the background to uh put a powerpoint together but know that we're we'll be here at least for uh, some q a every tuesday uh two o'clock and appreciate everyone tuning in